Nate Rohr and Jessica Cootie back with you on Sports Nightly from the Acres Broadcast Center. Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more. Acres, solutions for every field. Well, Nebraska softball had a lot of solutions on the field at Secchia Stadium this past weekend as they go 3-0. and And for the first time in school history, the Huskers win the Big Ten softball tournament. And we are joined by the championship coach of Nebraska softball, guiding her 21st team to regionals in 30 years as a head coach, Rhonda Ravel. Coach Ravel, first off, congratulations. Uh, what emotions went through your mind and, and through you as Nebraska finished off that extra inning win over Michigan on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Well, I had a lot of emotions before the game and throughout the game and even even going into the bottom of the eighth when I knew I needed to call pitches, I had to do a little talking to myself like, hold it together, Rhonda, <laughs> you know, like hold it together and stay focused. Uh, and, and I think the reason for that, Nate, is and we talked about it a little bit today at practice and maybe I'll get a chance to get more in depth with this, but I think Diane Miller said it best. She said of all the teams she's ever coached in, in the history of her coaching, and, and I echoed that, and I've been coaching a lot longer because I'm a lot older than she is, <laughs> but uh, this team has come the farthest. You know, they've, they've traveled the most miles, and, you know, they're, they're learning on the fly. One of the questions I got last night after the selection show was, you know, you only have two players that have ever played in postseason, and they didn't have Nebraska uniforms on, so what do you think about as we head into postseason. Well, of course, I intimated to them that I felt like that Big Ten tournament was postseason, really had a postseason feel. But I think Diane said it best today at practice that they are taking in information and they're assimilating it and they're using it and acting like veterans in moments that they don't really have that experience. And that's been really fun to watch and see. You mentioned the journey that this team had. Oh, sorry, Jessica, go ahead. Oh, you're good. I was just going to say, Coach, I'm in Oklahoma waiting for you guys to get here. I know. That's, um, what, I, that's I, what I heard. So you're getting it all warmed up, right? I'm, I'm ready for you guys to get here. I'm, I'm so excited. But I, I had to ask you about, we had Courtney on a little bit a while ago, and she was joking about the Gatorade bath, that there was a miscommunication, <laughs> and Carly went a little too early, got a little too excited, and you saw it coming, and then you just stepped into it. Like, you were embracing it. <laughs> you know what? I could feel how much they just wanted to do that. And I'm like, you know what? They, <laughs> they've earned this moment. But then they missed me. I mean, I didn't realize until I saw the picture, about three quarters of it missed me. So I'm not sure how they did that. I know it felt good, though, either way. It felt great. You know, we haven't had a lot of practice with Gatorade baths lately. And you talked about how far this team has come. And, you know, the last five years have been somewhat difficult for this program. And this team put in a bunch of work to make what this season has been happen. That really started in June. Have you had a group that that has started with that level of focus and that early determination to start building that early in in an offseason? Not with that much detail. You know, I think when we've had years of a lot of consistent years of being in postseason, and that's obviously the goal to get back to that rhythm and that habit. But, uh, you know, we understood. I think teams, when we were in that rhythm, understood that the summertime was really important, physical time to, you know, get in the weight room and do all that kind of stuff. But this team knew that 
more heavy lifting needed to do and the work of leadership and team building and continuing to add to what has become a really positive and dynamic culture. But we also understand that culture is something that you need to tend to. It's like a garden, you know, it can, it can grow weeds really quickly if you don't tend to it. So, and they're doing a really nice job of that. So there are just so many, um, you know, yesterday I, I got up and, you know, we got in pretty late, but mm -hmm. I got up and I just sat there and I had a cup of coffee and I thought, you know, I'm a writer and I thought I need to journal. And I had so many emotions overtake me that I really couldn't journal. But I thought, well, at least get bullet points down, because if you get bullet points down, you'll be able to recapture this. And the reason I even bring that up, Nate, is because there has been so much that this group of young women have done to bring us to this point. Coach, got a question for you in our chat, on our YouTube chat. Did the team do anything special to celebrate the win? That one's from Children of the Corn. Well, I think everything they do, uh, they consider special. So whether it's uh, their cheer on the bus before we get off or just the moments that they share together. Like I, I thought we had a really cool moment yesterday in the locker room and there was nothing before we actually went out to the selection show and there was nothing spectacular about it, but they were all in there waiting for the coaches. And I said, what are you guys doing here already? And they're like, well, you told us to be here at 5.15 and it was like 5.10 when I walked in there. But they were all sitting there on their stools in front of their locker and just leaning in. And the fact that their body language was all leaning in, to me, that was like, we're ready to be back together. And that's a special celebration moment. But I'll tell you, I think probably the biggest celebration for this team hasn't been an actual action. It's what they're saying to each other that they just don't want it to end. They want to keep it going. And that's celebration enough right there. Buckle up and put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office chatting with head softball coach Rhonda Ravel here on Sports Nightly. The Huskers win the Big Ten tournament, first time in school history. 40 wins uh, for the first time since 2014 uh, and now going to the NCAA regionals in 2016. And we mentioned only two Huskers have played in the NCAA regionals, neither as Huskers. What did your team learn making that run out in East Lansing in the Big Ten tournament that you think will transfer over well to regionals? Well, first of all, the environment of uh, East Lansing was really festive and really good. And then yesterday, or Saturday, playing Michigan, it was like a home home crowd for them. You know, they didn't have to travel very far down the road to, to come and support their Wolverines. So right there. Secondly, I mean, we have seven teams in the, in the NCAA tournament from the conference. And as we ran through that tournament, we faced all conference. And I heard you talk about Straco earlier, an all-American pitcher. We faced that level of pitching in all three games. And so the low scoring, the having to play defense, the having to, you know, almost looking back at a game and going, wow, how do we get out of that? You know, that, that's postseason right there. So we've lived that. We've really hung in the balance of playing pitch to pitch and moment by moment. And that's postseason and timely hitting that's postseason so I just feel like there were a lot of things that we've been able to talk about even since then and say look you've just played in postseason all the things that happened in postseason you just experienced 
Coach, you talked a lot about that this started in the last out of last season and you had some leaders come to you and talk about, you know, what they wanted to accomplish this year. But it's a process to get to this point, right? So was there a moment where you thought, okay, this team's going to accomplish that. We're going to get to what we talked about almost a year ago, what we wanted to, to accomplish in getting back to the postseason. Was there a specific moment that you thought, okay, this is a special team? There, there have been a lot of moments that I've known that this is a special team, but I will tell you, and I don't know if the players felt this way, but I, I didn't get too far ahead. I, I really wanted to just stay in the moment and in the process, and I know that that's a lot of, um, those are a lot of cliche statements, but as I've really worked very diligently myself to be that with them and for them, um, it really is the way to go. And, you know, I remember Coach Osborne, you know, he never talked about winning, but he always talked so much about the process. And, you know, he's a genius for a reason, and his words stand the test of time. And, you know, it's just reinforced for me as a coach that wants to be a lifelong learner that you keep talking about chasing excellence in all things and in, in the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And then, you know, you just stay together as a team and a lot of times really special things happen and that's the case with this team. You mentioned the Big Ten Conference and we found out yesterday, of course, not only is Nebraska in the tournament, seven Big Ten teams make the NCAA regionals. That's a very high number for this league. I know this conference was disappointed last year when with a league-only schedule, only three Big Ten teams made it into regionals. Uh, what does it say about the conference that this year seven teams get in? Well, I think it says what we felt last year because the conference was just as good last year. We know we have pitching. We know we have got high-level athletes. We feel like we can compete with anybody in the country. I'm really excited to see what happens this weekend for our conference. Uh, and I, I, I also want to tip my hat to the coaches in the conference because we got together and, and we made a concerted effort. You know, we're, we're competitors, you know, when we're in the other dugouts, but we made a concerted effort that we're going to try to lift this conference at, at a national level. And so from our scheduling for our non-conference to just, you know, even talking about tactical measures, even how to promote our universities and, and draw the interest of high-level student-athletes, especially the high-level student-athletes. <laughs> Coach, uh, we had another question for you on the chat uh, from Crypto. He was just asking about how special it was to share the moment with your assistant coaches and how big of a role they played in this special run to win the Big Ten title. Well, they've played a huge role. <laughs> Uh, you know, with Diana as our hitting coach, our offensive coordinator, and Lori as our pitching coach, and everything that goes on in pitching in our sport. And I will say to you, you know, this is a long-standing staff. I, I don't know that there's a staff in the country, maybe one, that has been together longer. But uh, you know, Lori Sipple, and it's her birthday today, mm -hmm. so happy birthday, Coach Sipple. Happy Sip. birthday. Um, she and I have worked every day side by side together for. 30, nearly 30 years now. And I think one time Matt Smith figured out that between myself and Lori playing at Nebraska and then also coaching at Nebraska, we have been a part of, it might be 90% of all NCAA played 
softball games in the history wow. of Nebraska softball. So it's obviously, um, you know, like I said in my tweet today when I told her happy birthday, she is the most committed, the most respectful, and there's not a Husker softball alum that loves this program more than Lori Sipple. And then Diane Miller, you know, she's in her, I believe her 15th year with us, and, you know, she is just, when we recruited her, to be our hitting coach, it was really, we wanted a top-level recruiter, a top-level teacher, a top-level relationship builder, and somebody that knew what they were talking about with hitting, and we felt like we hit a home run with her, and just really grateful for this staff. And then our volunteer coach, Mackenzie Steele, has added a lot, too, and, you know, she's really enjoying today because her alma mater, the Howard Bison, coached by Nebraska alum Tori Tyson, are making their first appearance into the NCAA, so I want to give a shout-out to Tori Tyson and the Howard Bison, too. You mentioned that pitching staff. It's Lori Sipple's uh, birthday, so on a statewide network, I'll say it. Happy birthday, Sip. Uh, but uh, this pitching staff that, that has uh, shown itself this year with uh, Olivia Farrell pitching her best ball of her Husker career as a senior, Courtney Wallace pitching about as well as she has in her Husker career. How have you seen those two develop in the circle and then as leaders since they're two of your three track captains? Right. Well, I think Liv, it started with just feeling like she had a gift handed to her, an extra year, and she just wanted to maximize every moment. She's, it's never been about her want or her work. She's always put in as much work as anybody, but I think that, you know, for her, I think she really settled into what are my strengths as a pitcher? And, you know, rather than trying to compare herself to other pitchers in the league or other pitchers around the country, I think that's been really a great testament to her. It's just trying to be the best version of Olivia Farrell. And she's done a really nice job and, and pitched some really big games and had some really big moments for us. And then Courtney Wallace, you know, Court, it, I, I keep telling Courtney, you've been our visionary leader. She's the one that says, hey, we, it's a race to 40. And then she reminded me when we won the Big Ten championship on Saturday. She goes, Coach, that's 40, by the way. You know, it's kind of like I told you we were going to get there. And uh, so that, that has been fun, too. But I think with Courtney as well, is she's had to understand what she does best as a pitcher. So I think, I think for a lot of young people, you know, they want to compare themselves to others versus just what do I do best? You know, it's like I was standing there with Courtney and her dad, and her dad said, you know, I really think it helped Court when she realized, you know, I might not be that pitcher that's going to get 10-plus strikeouts a game, but I can roll ground balls, <laughs> and I can keep them off balance with my off speed. And I'm like, you keep talking, John. You keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, got a text from you on our Woodhouse Auto Family text line. What a nice bow to tie on to the 2020 Huskers softball package by winning the Big Ten Championship. Congratulations to all the Huskers and coaches. After assuming Northwestern would be in the heat of the battle yet, didn't specifically factor at the end. Now it's on to bigger and greater heights, which hopefully will result into a deep, deep top finish in the regional against top competition. So let's talk about that and what's next for this team and uh, overall your reaction to heading to Stillwater to face North Texas and potentially Oklahoma State. Well, first of all, you're just grateful when you get in, right? And then once you are, once you know you're getting in, and that was the greatest thing about last night is we knew we were going to see our name. Uh, and then I thought, uh, it doesn't really matter where we go, but we've been on a plane a, an awful lot. So I thought if there's any place we can go and get on a bus, that's going to be a bonus. So check. And, you know, the fact that we're coming back to familiar country and 
old Big 12 footprint for us. I think that's great. We know that that fan base down there is going to be just very vibrant. Um, our outfielders are already being warned what to expect from their party plank or whatever they call it out there in the outfield. Yeah, I'm told uh, they bring their paddle people in from like, you know, if you watch football games and they, they bang their paddles against the, the pads on the side of the football stadium, those people are gonna be in the softball stadium. Okay, well, we, we are tur we're turning up the volume. So I apologize to anybody <laughs> that lives by Bowling Stadium. We're gonna be turning up the volume at practice so we can work on communication uh, you know in a in a hostile environment so that'll be great and then and then the other thing you know North Texas we haven't played them since 2011 and they have done a great job and I'm just starting my film review I know Diane's doing the same thing with pitchers but they are competitive uh, they play everybody tough you know they played Oklahoma State early in the year and I think it was a 2-2 ball game heading into the seventh so that tells you a lot right there you, you look at this regional with North, North Texas, and you mentioned it, two good pitchers and Ashley Peters and Skylar Savage, both with ERAs under three. And uh, what, what impressions have you been able to form of their staff and, and that team uh, just in your early film work? I know you've got a lot ahead of you, right. but what, do, what, what have you been able to see? Right, well, uh, Peters is a left-handed pitcher, and we've seen a lot of lefties lately, so I feel like that's helpful. She also pitched at Purdue last year, and we saw her last year. Uh, I think that that's helpful. Uh, the the thing that's different about both of these pitchers is they're more, you know, they their game is more in the lower part of the zone, and the last three games we've faced pitching in the upper part of the zone. So, you know, we've started that. We started film prep today, and we also started our, our machine prep and live prep with that as well. Nate, you got anything else for Coach? What time do we, I'm, you know, of course, I'm following your lead here. What time do we need to be out of here? <laughs> well, I, I think that about wraps it up. I know uh, you guys had a short workout today at Boland Stadium, and uh, I guess that would be kind of my last question. What does the rest of the week look like for your team as you try to get them ready at the end of a season uh, that has been over 50 games? Right, yeah. So today, I, we actually had a longer practice planned then we executed and we got about uh, halfway through it and I walked over to Coach Sipple again, 30 years of working with people. And I said, I started to say, you know, they are 100% invested. And she goes, I know, go with your gut. Because I, I started thinking, it was just 48 hours ago that we won a Big Ten championship and just the emotion, that's energy. And then coming back last night to the selection show, a lot of emotion, that's energy and getting back in, to Lincoln about one o'clock on uh, Sunday morning, that, that is taxing too. So, so we cut it off, we went out in right field and did a nice stretch and then we fed them and said get rested and we'll hit it again hard tomorrow. So we'll really in earnest start our live game speed reps tomorrow and then we'll practice Wednesday before we take off to Stillwater and then we'll get a practice on Thursday on their field. Well, we're looking forward to it. It's a good day to sharpen the axe today and then get back to work chopping uh, tomorrow. But uh, congratulations on a terrific season, a great run in the Big Ten tournament, and hopefully uh, some more great days ahead for this Husker softball program. Thank you, Nate. And I, and I just want to thank you all for the coverage that you've given us and, and thank our fans and just everybody's been 
just really wonderful and really um, we're really gracious. Our, our team spoke at, at the end of practice. The question I ask is, I want them to enjoy this moment. You know, you just don't know how many memories you're going to have like this in your life, and so I really want them to soak it in. And so the question that I ask at the end of practice is, what has created the most joy or have you felt the most grateful for? Or maybe an unexpected surprise. And the very first thing that was mentioned was actually by our freshman, Ava Bredwell, and she said, I just can tell from reading what people have to say that it's bringing them joy and happiness and that makes me feel good and our whole team chimed in about that so you know I, I, to put a human side to this it's bringing the red team joy to help others feel joy and excitement well they have certainly brought a lot of joy to Husker fans this year and uh, and uh, feel you know have brought uh, 40 wins to the people. I mean, that alone <laughs> is a pretty market joy. Uh, we do have a caller, uh, Mike from Omaha, calling in. Uh, we'll sneak him on before the break. Uh, Mike, welcome into Sports Nightly. How are you? Hey, uh, is the coach still there? She is, yes. Hey, uh, <laughs> you mentioned about Coach Osborne and not talking about winning but doing the things that lead to winning. One thing I notice a lot is the footwork of uh, the team as the, the, the basically the tennis footwork that all you guys are doing, even your outfielders. So I think you're all getting a better jump than I've ever seen. Well, thank you. I, yeah. got a, I got a question about a couple of plays in that game Sunday. That the one where they reviewed it, well, whether there was a tag or is it possible they, that they said she ran outside the base path? I mean, I, I can't tell from what, what they did. Well, that would have been my next question had the review not gone our way because um, <laughs> when I looked at it, I didn't actually see it again until last night, and it did look like she did that also. But, you know, our, our players were talking about how nervous they were because how long it was taking. But what, they, what I explained to them today is that they initially called a double play, and when they're taking that long, it usually means that they have inconclusive evidence, and they can't overturn a call if they have inconclusive evidence, which means the play will stand. Now, it was grainy. I don't know if you were able to see the review. It was grainy, but yeah, I, right. again, as I looked last night, I, I thought Cam had the tag, and I did think she was also outside the baseline. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah it was, I mean, it was so close. But Ibarra, is that her name, the e one that had the big hits? Yes, Ibarra, mm-hmm. I love her swing. It just seems like it's powerful yet compact, and I would recommend as many people swing like that as possible. And boy, that was huge. But on that hit she had, I thought the the outfielder botched it up, and then I couldn't believe she threw to second base instead of hitting the cutoff person. I mean, do you agree, or am I, am I wrong? I, I saw that unfolding. I know exactly what you're talking about, Mike, and that's exactly why I didn't hesitate to send Billy because I saw that that line unfolding and I thought that's where she might throw it so I thought that would play to our favor. And Billy's yeah, got some wheels by the way. Billy's fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I could have stopped her if I would have wanted to though. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, that cover it? You bet. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks for thank calling you, Mike. in, Mike. And coach, thank you for your time tonight and uh, what a run for your team. And uh, we'll let you rest up and get ready to finish up uh, prepping for North Texas and the regional down in Stillwater. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. Thank Congrats, you, Jessica. Coach. See you down there. There's All right. the, the head softball coach, Rhonda Ravel. And, uh,
We had a caller join us on the Sports Nightly Hotline brought to you by the Woodhouse Auto Family. Shop Woodhouse first. 18 brands, 16 convenient locations. Simplified car buying to save you time. Shop, finance, and buy online at woodhouse.com.